selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Culture Map presents What's Eric Eating? From the Gal Media Studios in Houston, Texas, here's Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. Welcome to What's Eric Eating, Culture Map's weekly look at Houston's bar and restaurant scene. I'm your host, Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. Joining me on the show this week is my co-hosts are the always lovely Shanna Jones and Felice Sloan from Urban Swank. Ladies, welcome. Hello, Hello. Eric. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and just we're a, your favorite guests, right? I mean, we're your favorite guests. Beautiful. So just and go ahead and your say favorite. No one smart, opinionated, right. engaging mm-hmm. women. All if that. I said you were my favorite, I would upset Nathan and Mary. So I'm not going to oh, say that. That's right. That's right. But yeah. I'm not going to. I'm also not going to dispute it. Right. Just look. Wink at me. Let's do a wink. One eye for. A, okay. That's it. As long All as right. we know. Okay. All right. <laughs> so just a, a quick note for those of you listening to the podcast: we will not have a guest this week. Uh, I goofed. And didn't reconfirm with the person I had scheduled, who uh, unfortunately is not able to make it. If you're listening to this on SportsMap 94.1, don't worry. We will splice in a classic interview from an episode of the show that you might not have heard. Uh, that's the beauty of having now 24 of these is that we have a, a little bit of an archive. And so I'll leave that to producer Michael to figure out. So it'll be, it'll be a surprise for all of us what the interview is on the radio show uh, Saturday morning. So... Ladies, with that little bit of business out of the way, let us discuss the news of the week, starting with uh, a little uh, Culture Map exclusive, the news that Postino, a wine cafe from Arizona with a location in Denver, is going to open in Heights Mercantile, uh, the hot new mixed-use complex that is just blowing up uh, at Heights Boulevard and 8th Street. Uh, Felice... Tell me, you, you read the article about Postino. What do you think? I'm excited. I'm excited because um, I don't know am I more excited about Postino or where it's going or both, right? Because super hot over there. Um, it's the happening spot. I think it's, it's been well overdue. 
And I think it's going to be a good thing. It's a good thing. And, you know, you can just hop to each one of those. I can do a little shopping, do a little whining. If I want to end somewhere else, I think it's great. Right. So the nice thing about Postino is it's an all-day concept. It basically treats wine like a coffee shop treats coffee, where you can come in and have, you know, sit at the bar and have a glass. You can come in and you can have a bruschetta or a salad or a panini with a glass of wine, maybe without a glass of wine. You can come in late night just for wine or for a a meat and cheese plate. And it's a real casual atmosphere. One of the things that uh, the owner told me is that it is not uncommon to see someone posted up on a laptop getting some work done right next to like a girls group catching up or a couple on a date. And that they have noticed over the years that people like to have occasions at Postino, uh, you know, first date, anniversary, engagement, that, that there's something about it that is so approachable and so comfortable that people want to celebrate there. Shanna, what do you, what do you think about what's going on in the Heights these days? Well, in the Heights in general, or can I just comment on Postino? You because can, I you am comment on Postino. equally as happy as Felice with it coming. Because when I went to the website after reading your article, they have this video playing on their on their homepage. And it kind of gives you a representation of what they're bringing. It's very like, I don't, and it's again from the video, it's very modern 70s. I know that's a, I know that's kind of conflicting, but you get that very old school vibe. I love the diversity and the age they were representing. You get the very young, you get the older. It's very approachable, especially for those that love wine but aren't as pretentious wine lovers. I just like the whole vibe of it, so I'm definitely, definitely very excited as everyone else is excited. I think it's something new and needed. Now, as far as Heights is concerned, that area, as we know, is blowing up. I'm going to start venturing a lot more often to the Heights. Right. So already in Heights Mercantile, you have Cloud 10 Creamery Mm -hmm. and Melange Creperie just opened. And then Local Foods is coming by the end of the year. So very much established as a dining destination already. Better Luck Tomorrow is a block away. Lee's Chicken and Donuts is a block away. Revival Market is right there. And there's you some, guys, you know, there's I mean, but you guys are too. into shopping, right? So, That's what like I was going to say, say, yeah. The shops are right there. Yeah. It's exciting. That's why I said I will take advantage of that whole day thing. Go maybe do a little shopping, get some wine, do some more shopping. I can go work out because, you know, you got the workout places there. If I feel so inclined, then go get some more wine <laughs> and do some more shopping. I'm and maybe saying. get a crepe. And then get a crepe. Then yeah. go get some ice. You can so spend a entire day, like, the cool thing journey is, like, through the whole area. The people that live over there, when I was there, um, Cloud 10, all the people from the neighborhood, you know, they just, they're excited because they already have all these cool places to walk, right? So now... You can hang out there because you can walk over there. They have it set up where they're sitting, like, you know, their sitting areas kind of like in the middle of Heights Boulevard. So they can kind of move that over. Have They have the kids. I think it's wonderful. It's a, it's a nice little scene. Yeah, and it's right on that hike and bike trail. So it's very accessible for the whole neighborhood, really, just to, you don't even have to drive. I mean, right. you can just bike down and lock up and walk around and then pedal, pedal home. I feel like every area in Houston would benefit from having that kind of city center type of establishment, right? I mean, think about Heights getting Mercantile and all the other areas having just a central place where you have some of the 
you know, more up and coming and the shopping and the trendy kind of setting its own tone and vibe for the area. I think it's awesome. Well, and we're not, you know, if we if we sort of look ahead to the future, you know, up that trail um, on kind of 19th, 20th Street, that's where Braun Enterprises is going to open the Heights Waterworks development. And we know that Hop Dottie is coming there. We know that Ascension Coffee from Dallas is coming there. But they, they have other plots on that piece of property. That Chase Bank development is going away. That's going to be something new. So really no end in sight to the new stuff that's coming to that general area. Yay. It's, it's a good thing. I mean, people that live over there, that have lived there for a while, you know, they're kind of, ah, but uh, hey, it's, it's happening. They'll Embrace love it. it They'll love it. It's, it's, it's a good thing. All right. Let me move on. So often in the world of restaurants, when, when one door closes, a window opens. And, and that's certainly true for Bosta Kitchen, the museum district, coffee shop, wine bar, casual cafe. It is gone. It has served its last uh, fried chicken sundae and, and strawberry pancakes. It will be replaced by uh, Fadi's Mediterranean Grill, or at least their Fadi's Kitchen concept that's in the Memorial City area. Ladies, I'm just going to throw it over to you. Are you Fadi's fans? Yes. All right. Tell the people because <laughs> I, I had not eaten. You I had not eaten at Fadi's. Yeah. So I, I did this interview with Fadi Damasi and Christopher Balat, who is the owner of Bosta. And Fadi said, well, when's the last time you ate at a Fadi's? And I had to admit that it had been a very long time. So Chris and I had lunch there last week. I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked it. Well, I like it because there's a, and heaven forbid, I know that there's a breakup with the, there's a, there's two different ones. So. Well, no, Fadi owns the Fadi's. Right. Okay. I just now, wanted now, to make Demasi, sure. Now, Demasi, his family yeah, started Demasi's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I didn't mix them. Make right. sure. Yeah. Be clear. So, so just We're to be clear, the family, the Demasi family is no longer involved in Demasi's. That's been right. sold. Right. But Fadi Demasi owns Fadi's. So there, and before Shanna moved, right on our side of town, outside the loop, outside the loop loop, um, there's a Fadi's right there. Mm-hmm. And then you like, you can call it in you can drive through and i like i like that because if i'm there i'm like okay i'll just go to Fadi's, grab some stuff and have good food if i'm in a rush that's what i like about it and it's not i'm not compromising the quality it's i mean it's still really good if i go mm-hmm. get it to go depending on what i get right like but to go or if i dine in I, it's it's good it's always so consistent, man. It's like I've never not gone there again. I used to live right around the corner from it, and I would never not go there, and it just wouldn't be good. I don't care if I was getting a salad or I was getting some of the you know, meats are super tender all the time. Like, whatever you got, it was always consistent. It's just it's just solid. Yeah, I think Fadi served us just about, well, maybe not everything on the menu because the menu's really big, but <laughs> most of the proteins, a killer, absolutely killer lamb shank, really great, just creamy hummus. So vegetable good. sides were nicely cooked. The salads were fresh and the, the dressings were bright. Really Don't think I had the tabbouleh, but the, the pita bread was fluffy, good texture. I was just really impressed. The prices are super reasonable. Super reasonable. So, you know, I do think, you know, Chris Chris pointed, Chris is a Fadi's fan. His family, his family and the Damasi family have known each other for a really long time. That he doesn't have to, he's not going to have to drive to Meyerland anymore. <laughs> to go to Fadi's, but of course there is, there's Hungry's Cafe right there in Rice Village, not that far away. Mm-hmm. 
There's Island Grill that's kind of a Mediterranean concept, you know, evolved from a basically a juice and smoothie bar. But I do what I I did not anticipate the Fadi's following because this article absolutely blew up for us. Mm-hmm. I didn't I and it's their first inside the loop location. I think I think Fadi's is going to be just fine. Oh, I think they're going to be fine. I think um, one of the things where you just mentioned there's Rice Village, it's okay because they have a fan base already mm-hmm. that's going to go there. And people in Houston, that it's right there. So the people that would go to Rice Village have to fight to find somewhere to park and all that, even though it's the parking's not that much better, it's not really crazy over there yet in the museum district area so i've never had a problem parking so i think they'll be perfect they'll be fine and they're in those three concepts are even though they're serving similar food they're very different they have a very different offering right like island grill is pretty new people are still you know trying to kind of get there right and you have hungries they have you know the bar and i mean they have this whole kind of new thing that they kind of what came out with maybe last year so they're all very different although the same right bodies is that cafeteria style very affordable you can see everything in front of you and of course for the parking situation that that park bins building on bins has the garage so that's not an issue and it's an interesting trio now that that chris has assembled for that building because you've got barnaby's classic american comfort food burgers salads steaks uh really in my opinion some of the better baby back ribs in the city dak and bob korean fried chicken and now Fadi's light healthy mediterranean not a lot of butter, light on the oil. For that neighborhood, I think like three great choices for, you know, an up and coming neighborhood that maybe doesn't, it's got destination restaurants and Lucille's and MF Sushi, but but these are more everyday places that you can go a couple times a week. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yep. I think they'll do just fine. All right. And then speaking of casual everyday restaurants, you can go multiple times a week i should note that the newest dish society the third outpost of the casual farm to table restaurant has opened in the memorial green development which is midway's new project that's kind of halfway between it's on memorial drive kind of halfway between memorial city mall and city center i swung through to look at it is the prettiest dish society of the three of them it has a full bar which is if you've only ever been to the one on san felipe the original the that's that's not a thing at San Felipe. It, it wasn't there. Katie Outpost, but I mean, for the most part, Dish Society is casual, affordable, family fair. I don't know. What do you think? It's a good addition to Memorial? I think it's a good addition. First of all, I love Dish Society. Um, what Aaron's done with that <clears throat> concept, it's they're solid, both locations. I don't feel like, okay, I need to go to the Tanglewood location and go to the Katy location to get, I could go to either one and feel equally serviced. Um, That is a perfect location for the type of food you're getting. It's fast, casual, it's healthy, but I don't feel like I'm sacrificing flavors and taste. That's the memorial. Where they're located, that's their customer. Yep, and and they've been able to, reproduce the whole form to table concept being consistent doesn't matter which one you go to and it that's I don't think that's super easy to do I think a lot of times when you see people repeat a concept and open additional locations you find that something suffers right Right. something's not like the others and I just feel like they have a solid concept that's going to continue to do well because they believe in consistency and they believe in the product that they're pushing out and of course speaking of the heights they will be in the heights across from eight row flint 
probably about a year from now. Plenty of time to to refine what they're doing and and then get ready for what's next. And then I don't want to I don't want to linger on this next topic for too long, but Felice, you and I both went to the Butcher's Ball uh, this past weekend out in Brenham. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that's becoming like a must-visit food event in its second year. I just had a really good time, and I we haven't talked about this. We saw each other briefly, but <laughs> what did you think? What did you think of the Butcher's Ball? Um, one of the it's so funny when I got back, I sent a text to um, someone, and I was and I this is exactly what I said: great event. Well executed, you would swear that they've been doing it for a couple of years because they have it down. And I had such a good time. The weather, the weather made you know. Yeah, we drove through the cool. (laughs) Leaving Houston, we drove through the cool front, and so it was it was pleasant. Yeah, it was. It's great. It's um like you're. It's an easy drive. They have the right amount of restaurants. Um, you know the live music. There's plenty of places to you can sit down and eat. You can like hang out on a, a couple of barrels of hay, and it, it's just um, kind of like you're not in because you're not in Houston anymore. But it definitely represents the best of Texas, and I, I just had a great time. I thought it was a wonderful event. Well, and like you said, you you feel like you're you're just far enough west that the land starts to roll just a little bit. So it's not quite that flat Houston coastal plain. Uh, I think there were 18 different restaurants serving, and then the butcher competition, the the boucherie versus mm-hmm. the the Mexican inspired mm-hmm. dishes. They broke down. They killed a pig in the morning, and then they spent all morning and afternoon breaking it down and cooking it. I mean, Grandma Board's boudin balls were maybe one of the best bites. I was. Thing. I'm so glad you agree. I was waiting for you to say the food. Those boudin balls. I, I was eating the voodoo and ball and someone's like, where did you get that? I'm like, they just came out. And I thought it was smart how he put the sausage on the side. So you have the bite of the boudin ball and the the sausage. I was, I hope that goes on the menu somewhere um, because they were a hit. They were a hit. <laughs> I know I didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to try the pozole that the other team put together, but uh, our mutual friend, Michael Fulmer told me that was the best his best bite of the whole night. It was a, an incredibly creative use of the pigs by both teams. Did you have a favorite from the the chef area, um, the restaurants? I love Beavers that that pizza thing that they did. Yep. Um, she, you know, he's killing it. That was I thought was very creative. I love that. And um, there was there was something else. I'm oh the the crab steak. <laughs> it was hard to eat. It was very, it was very messy. Hard. Bobby Matos from State of Grace served a, a grilled crab in a bone marrow butter that was extremely delicious and very messy to eat. And you got like you got a whole like you know whole piece of crab, and it would be just like you're eating crab at home. But I thought the flavors, I thought it was really good. Those are my favorite. What were your favorites? So I really liked the taco that Chef EJ Miller made uh, at Riel. He had a uh, it was kind of a, a pastrami style. With uh, the mustard and the slaw, really enjoyed. And on a, on a blue corn tortilla, I really enjoyed that. And then Martin Steyer from Nobis did a uh, smoked brisket terrine that was just absolutely killer and a, a kind of a fun riff on the the food that they serve every day. It was good. I, I did like that. I forgot about that one. All right. So we will look forward to next year's version of the Butcher's Ball. Uh, that does it for the news of the week, and we will be right back with our restaurants of the week. Stick around. You're listening to 
What's Eric eating? So for the restaurants of the week, ladies, I want to ask you about a dining experience you had at Lucienne at the Hotel Alessandro. This is a new French fine dining restaurant. I went basically opening night. They'd only turned the gas on in the space the day before. And it was an unusual experience. They weren't really ready for diners. And so I tried to pull some thoughts together and then I, I talked it over with, with my editor, Clifford Pugh, and we just agreed that it wasn't a useful article to publish because it's not representative of the experience that people were likely to have because it was only the first day. You've, they've been open for about two weeks when you went. And so I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Obviously, hotel restaurants are always a struggle in Houston. Oh, yeah. Is this, is this the hotel restaurant that's going to get people through the lobby and into, the, and into seats? So my first impressions about it, first of all, we went all in with the six course. There is a four course and a six course option. We went all in. Are you guys surprised? You should not be. Um, plus cocktails and wine. Yeah, that's just how we roll. And, so, and, a hotel, and, a, and a stay in the hotel, right? Yeah, we kind of did a little staycation to and add it. I mean, you know, you have to you have to create the entire experience, Eric. I mean, we are experienced girls, all right. So, as, so as far as the restaurant, I, I think, and and Felisa will add to this. I think when we when we got there, we didn't feel like they weren't ready, but we did feel the vibe was very. I hate to use the word empty, but it it, it kind of felt very spaced out and didn't feel um, as kind of that kind of. Um, comfortable, uh, warm type of ambiance. They're still a little bit nervous. Yeah. But the food, my goodness, Chef Hernandez is killing it. But we've been fans of his for a real, real, real long time. Yeah, we should say Jose Hernandez, the executive chef of Lucien, uh, was until very recently the executive chef at Radio Milano, which is owned by the same... uh, the right the valencia, valencia group, group yeah. right mm-hmm. so that's in city center and he's worked at Etoile. he worked at trinity i mean this is a, a very experienced chef with with a long history in the market so you want to talk about some of the uh fantastic food we had well i'm going to answer because eric and i talked about it yesterday a okay. little bit so i'm um far as do i think well no no Let, let's do let's do a couple of favorite dishes first and first, then we'll, we'll cut we'll hit big picture that. at the end okay yep. Um, favorite dishes, the um, lamb tartare was outstanding. You know, they top it with like a little quail egg and they give you what they're calling country bread. Beautiful presentation. Um, that was by far probably my best bite of the night on the savory dishes. Um, next would be the dessert. I had the apple um, tart. Mm. Oh my gosh! It's so ridiculous. It's, I'm, His just, desserts are always incredible. It, I mean, come on! It was like insane to the point. It's topped with French, of course, French vanilla ice cream, and um, I made him take it because I kept. I was <laughs> by the I was full before I tasted it, but it's so good. And I think beyond the fact, and I'm like, hey, can you go ahead and bring some cappuccino? Just let me get that just complete bite. It's those are my favorites. So our meal kind of went off the rails at the mains it showed that they that that's when we knew they really weren't ready for us so i'm just curious what was what was your experience with like did you get a steak did you get a piece of fish i mean oh yeah how did that go we yeah we went in so i got the omelet to start up that cauliflower omelet 
I mean, it's it's, it's phenomenal. The crepe. Yes, yes, sorry, sorry. It's a yes. beautiful, yeah. But it does look like an omelet. It does. <laughs> it does, because it's My covered memory. in a really cheesy yeah, decadent it, sauce. It does. Um, yeah, so we, I actually got the um, local red snapper, which I was wanting to venture out, because snapper for both of us is, tends to be very dry based on the preparation. So I went with the snapper. It was um, in the form of a, a nissoir. So it had the green beans, it had the roasted potatoes, it had the olives, and then um, did we? Yeah, we did a steak too. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did the steak. We, we did, did the. We did the. Steak. Was it a ribeye? It was a ribeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did the ribeye. The, the the Black Hill Ranch ribeye was pretty good too. Okay. You know, small portions. It's definitely you're you're going to be full after after four. We were probably had enough, but you know because we you know go hard or go home. We went to the last two, but yeah. that's called professionalism. And you Absolutely. <laughs> So, all right. So, Felice, big picture. Is this is this a destination-worthy hotel restaurant? I think that's where they're going to struggle um, because it's, as far as everything you talked about, you know, them being ready. I think Chef can pull it off. I think they can, you know, get whatever the tweaks, the nervousness. They'll get past that. Mm-hmm. But once you go, you got to actually venture into, all the way into the restaurant hotel to get to the restaurant once you get to the restaurant it reminds you of a hotel restaurant i think that's where they're going to struggle because they're doing out of the box tasting menus but they're going to struggle with it being i still felt like i was at a hotel restaurant and will people Mm -hmm. um go as a destination i don't and then for for a tasting menu like is everyone going to go for a destination and then go where the where the dinner choice is a four or six course meal even though he's made it very flexible where you can choose multiple dishes within the course but it's still it's still a tasting menu right it's it's more like a prefix it's tasting menu portions and a prefix so you get four choices for each of the six courses which makes it at least you're not you're not on one track yes definitely flexible choose your own adventure a little bit It'll be interesting to see if they are able to just have that only or if they're going to have to add yeah, an additional with, menu. Yeah, because that's mm-hmm. what Tony's does, right? They've got yeah. the a la carte menu and the tasting menu alongside yeah. of it, and then you can you can go one or the other. Yeah. All right, and then, Felice, I do want to talk about one other dining experience that you and I had. Recently, we went to State of Grace, tried the Sunday Supper. Yes. This is I, I think this is one of the best deals in Houston restaurants, $29.00 gets you a family-style four-course meal. You start with uh, biscuits and ham. You get a salad. Each diner gets to pick his or her own entree, and then you get sides for the table. Then you get dessert. We had a lot of food we did. at State of Grace. We had a damn good time at State of Grace. I'm laughing because we eat so much. I'm like, what dining experience did we have? <laughs> I was like, when do we eat? I'm like, I totally drew a blank. Um, yes, it was a lot of food, but... I, as you said, I think it's one of the best deals you can get that people aren't even talking about and they don't know about. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting, everything looked and smelled so delightful. Then we taste everything that we got. We had, um, what, um, Sunday gravy, some collard greens. Fried chicken, seared fish, fried catfish. Um um, the steak, the T-bone. Right, the mac and cheese. I mean, we had so much. And we're. I'm like, okay. Oh, and then the smothered smothered pork chops or um, the pork yeah, the chops. Yeah, fried they, pork chops with red-eye gravy. Right. 
So um, we were like, okay, as we're tasting and we're passing the plates, we were waiting for something not to be great. And not because we just wanted, we wanted them to fail. We knew you guys were like, okay, y'all didn't love everything. And we just kept turning up things. We're like, this is executed well. This is great. This is great. Um, but for me, the only thing that was a miss, and it could have been our fault, was the pork chops. Yeah, I think we let it sit too long. Yeah. And the crust got a little bit soggy. But it wasn't even so much that it was bad as much as it was just that everything else was so good. Exactly. That, that was it. Yeah. All right. And then I just want to very briefly mention that I tried Merchant, a New Orleans-based coffee shop that just opened up at the corner of Post Oak and San Felipe. Crepes, salads, sandwiches, really nice coffee. It's a, it's a pretty space. Uh, I, and I had a crepe with turkey and fig and goat cheese in it. That It had a nice crispy exterior. Flavors came together really well. A little bit sweet, a little bit salty. The turkey's kind of along for the ride. Uh, with with two other strongly flavored ingredients, but it was a very satisfying light lunch. And we have so many coffee shops in Houston now, but not as much in the Galleria area. So for those of you like me that work nearby, this is a really nice addition to the area. And can you add on to the crepes, which are very good? If you go, please get, please, I'm begging, the lemon burrata cheesecake. Okay. It is so good. See, I got a chocolate chip cookie. Oh, I got that's good. Oh, it's good, isn't it? And they are on the chocolate. Come yeah, on. that cho- that it's not quite the tiny boxwood chocolate chip cookie. No, which not, I not near. To be not near. Basically perfect, but it's a very good chocolate chip it's cookie. A very solid chocolate chip cookie. And those apple pie bars look killer. And I just didn't have room for one. <laughs> I just want to go back for any of their crepes. I want to try the cinnamon roll this time. I'm I'm kind of you know cinnamon rolls fifty fifty, but yeah, all baked in house. Okay, y'all have me sold. That's what I'm it's, going. I mean, when, I'm, when we leave, when I leave here, when we're done, <laughs> I'm going to get one or one one of those. Just get both the just the cheesecake <laughs> and the chocolate chip cookie just for I'm measure. I'm talking about the crepe. The crepe. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I'm on the crepes. Y'all are talking okay. about crepes. I'm getting one of those crepes. Yep. <laughs> you definitely should get definitely should get a crepe. They they have their dessert crepes. I mean brown. Brown, um, they have brown butter sugar crepe. They right, have a know. strawberry cheesecake. I mean, you can go get, you can go get or split. So I'm doing one savory, savory and I'm one doing sweet. One sweet. There you go. <laughs> You're gonna love it. All right, so that does it for our restaurants of the week and the new portion of the show. If you're listening to the radio, don't worry. Producer Michael has promised me he will pick an appropriate interview to follow this. Uh, Shannon Felice, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you, e. We will follow you on all social media formats, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Urban Swank, Snapchat. You're, you're, you're not so much down with the Snapchat anymore. Yeah. We're not Snapchatters that much. But you, you know? know what? Just but your Google Instagram Urban Swank. Story, your Instagram story feed is always kicking. Oh, yeah. Thank you, E. Thank you. Always. always. <laughs> appreciate and it. You bring a lot of personality to it, which Yay. I appreciate. And, of course, UrbanSwank.com, which is updated all the time. So thanks for listening. I promise I will have a guest when I, a new guest when I come back next week. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. <laughs> 